and welcome to Upstage Downstage. With me, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And me, Stephen Rees, uh, seated in a cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat and let's raise that curtain. On today's edition of the Theatre Podcast, we have a special episode where I shall be interviewing Richard as he discusses his recent trip to the West End, covering five shows in one week. Richard, you must be mad, if not knackered. Well, just a little bit. I I never get tired. Hear my take on some of the current big and small productions, such as Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Bonnie and Clyde, Dear Evan Hansen, Cabaret, and finally, Anne Juliet. So, with all that said... I think it's time to set set the scene. Right, moving on, we have uh, two more here, and I think I'm going to save... Yes, I'll save that one for last. Here we have Bonnie and Clyde, which is another musical. (laughs) It's almost like I like the musicals. Oh, my goodness, Jason Haig Ellery. He's from um, Big Finish, Doctor Who. Okay. So we have Book by Evan Menchel. Lyrics by Don Black. Music by Frank Wildhorn. A load of people I don't know. Anyway, over to you. So what are your thoughts on this staging of Bonnie and Clyde? Okay. Set the scene. What so the scene think? setting. Um, Bonnie and Clyde, it's a, based on history and a f- infamous duo. The description on the website is two small kids from the middle of nowhere became the biggest folk heroes in all America. They craved adventure and each other, and their names are Bonnie and Clyde. Well, you've sold it to me already. Ah, oh, there you go, see. So, this production was at the Arts Theatre in London, near Leicester Square. Right. Um, it is a very small theatre, and it's I think it's used for premiering new productions they test out a lot of productions here. They all they all do limited runs. Was this play suitable for a small? Uh, yes, I think it was. It so was, you don't think it would it look a bit lost on a bigger stage? Because we've seen some its, big stages with uh, small yes. shows in there. So I wondering. think it would it would in its initial layout. However, if they put it on a bigger stage, they could probably stage it bigger. Because hmm. what you presented with when you walked into the arts theatre was a stage with all i can say is warehouse type doors with broken glass in the windows but actually when you started looking closer there was gunshots and gun holes there was was i'm guessing there's no car in this there is a car i was going to say that would have been great if they had a car half a car half a car yeah. Maybe if they had a bigger stage, they'd have a full car. Yeah, well, exactly, and this is what I'm saying. If you know, if you did it full stage, you could have had a full car. There you go. And it could have moved. Out, you know, you'd, you'd it could have moved as well because it didn't move in this production. The car mm. didn't, you know. So it didn't. It wasn't a cut okay. and short. Drive it along the road. But yeah. So so what you were presented with was a very twenties looking rundown warehouse, and there was a a record player radio on stage right at the front. And it was playing 1920s style music. It was just in the background, just to take you back to that era. So no Britney Spears on this one. No, there was definitely no Britney Spears <laughs> on this one. Lighting wise, there was Bulbs. sort of broken up 
pieces of concrete with lats and light coming through that to give you the impression that there was the warehouse was broken down and things like that so it was almost like a garage warehouse sort of set when you walked in where's the concrete that's broken there where are you looking huh. oh okay so, so for above. the listening viewers it's above yeah above the, the stage. stage so the light was leaking through those those things and there was bits of smoke coming through there to give you sort of the smog and the the build-up really okay as the production progressed it was almost an empty stage production where everything because it was a small stage a lot of it happened more with the characters than it did the set so are we saying this is a clean stage production yes. where it pops on pops off and, uh, it and, and reliant on projections at the back as well okay so there was another... a big projection wall behind behind everything that was there was sort of right so we've got like... another hans and yeah, thinkable yeah very much yeah but all the projections were very distorted and very muted really they were all there but it was it was almost like a watercolor or it was it was there in the background but it wasn't done not taking focus he was yeah it wasn't taking focus from the actual production itself so you were basically told the story of how bonnie and clive came to be from childhood right the way through to their inevitable end and it was done in a musical style the songs i i thought were, were good it's been done in a, uh, as a film a few times, hasn't it? Yes. Was it, is it? Am I right in thinking that it was um, Reese, uh, with it spoons? Uh, Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons. Bridget Jones was she in the film? I think she was. One? Yeah, a long time ago that was, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, not that old. No. Seems like yesterday when I saw the trailer or something. Unless I'm getting them mixed up in that sort of uh, um, Chicago esque yeah, era. Should have fitted the part anyway. It was definitely a history piece where it was talking about their yeah. life and their lives and how they became to be. What was the direction like? I don't know, it seems a bit odd just to say it like that, but, you know, it had a small cap. It was very much focused on the two families almost, as in Bonnie and her family and Clyde and his family. Mm. And then brothers and the fact that they got locked up, the brothers did at certain points, and Clyde, Bonnie's sort of eventual sort of move into falling in love with him and helping him escape jail and stuff like that. There was a lot of there was a lot of moments like that where it was really was centered around Bonnie and Clyde, and I, I it really I, I well that helps with the play being does, called Bonnie and Clyde, and I think it worked. I think they could have they could have gone off on tangents and explored too much about other side characters when is is this a new play it's a new it's a new musical yeah so it's um it's been written as a new piece and i do i do think it worked really well as a whole piece and i felt there was the cast really worked well together and there was a lot of comedy moments because it wasn't just about the music this was almost Mm. like a play with music so Mm. and i'd say it was sort of in the realms of the style of like peaky blinders and that sort of style where yeah. it was gritty, it felt mm. gritty, mm. but it was very in a, a Bible Belt production of an American deep Republican deep state. Repub- yeah, yeah, very much, very much church goers because the, the church scenes were really useful where the pastor was really strong and they, they were, but then it dipped between that and going against God almost and and going off and doing misdemeanors and then becoming Bonnie and Clyde where they were but then the family being torn between taking handouts from Bonnie and Clyde because it was almost in the um, it was in the depression era so it was you know there was a lot of Mm. money became almost worthless you know so I think that that but in terms of like the direction was there any like um, stylistic directorial um, not influences but um, did they do anything sort of that was extremely 
difficult or different or was there a moment that stood out where actually that was a really good well, directorial piece there? There was, well, what I will say is there's the, the scene, the first scene where Clyde actually murders the, a policeman mm. in one of the, the, the first sort of heists he does where he ends up shooting somebody. So is that the inciting like blood incident? On his hand. Is that yeah, that's like the moment where uh, they, they no do, return. I felt that they directed that really well because the songs they used and the, one of the main songs that they sort of have a reprise in the second half is Raise a Little Hell. And that's directed in such a way where that's the that's where Clyde starts seeing red, gets blood on his hands, and then almost becomes cold to killing. And even though there's retrospective looks back at his childhood, now it's real. You can I just felt it directed it really well. Where it went from somebody who was almost messing about, being that child, being that mm. person that's playing at being naughty boy, now becomes a man and starts becoming a horrible person where actually is reveling in the fact mm. that he can control this by with a gun in his hand and those sort of things so i felt that that then changed the production and you, you sort of drew you into it yeah it drew you into that you, you and the and what they, they did some clever things where the projections were mapped almost to when he was at the back wall when the projections were changing there was blood on his hands and then the blood left marks on the wall and there was those sort of things where that was done really well to sort of see that that change in him to then become this almost bloodthirsty person that didn't care then if he killed somebody to make money it was Mm. and i thought they did they went there they didn't hold back and make it a, a happy jolly Bonnie and Clyde the musical. It definitely wasn't that. It was. It was definitely. No, I suppose gritty. when we saw Animal Farm, for instance, and then it's like the the butchering of the animals and stuff. That was very. Um, they actually went there, and yeah. it was quite brutal. And yeah. when we ourselves, well, ourselves, we um we actually felt it emotionally. Yes, exactly. How it was done. So was this uh, in a yeah, similar same vein? Sort of, of, same um, same sort of vein. They didn't hold back, and then they explored what would happen when the other people found out that that had happened. Because killing a policeman was quite severe and yeah, even well, now yeah. it's, it's taking over power or by doing that it's such a well people looked up to the, the police yeah. back then yeah exactly nowadays uh, the police are pretty much useless and uh, people have no fear for authority or anything no like that whereas anymore. then That's all gone. It, was, it was like it was just unfortunately a scary it was in a scary moment and mm. i think that sort of summed it up really yes there was because i actually saw the production because i was <laughs> you actually saw the, saw the production. Thank God, because I, I don't know why we're reviewing a play that neither of us has seen. Can you imagine that? We're going to score this a one. Have you seen it? No. no. Uh, we just no, don't like uh, it. I actually saw the production where Clyde was played by a the understudy, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have known because I was expecting to see Jordan Luke Gage, who's actually normally in the production, who I've seen in that in. And Juliet, funnily enough. Yeah. Um and but and so I knew his integrity and I knew his performance style, but um I actually saw Barney Wilkinson in this and he was just as intense, just as in power, just as, as poignant and just as believable and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good. Talk to us about the um, the props and the costume, with this being a period piece. Okay, so was props it, and costume. Was it all set in um, 1920s or was there a bit of a, a, a mash-up like in Anne Juliet? No, this was very much entrenched in the 1920s. It was very much, as I said before, it was Bible Belt. 
mm. America, where it was very, very stuck in its period. And but it was very stylized twenties, where there was there was a definite change between what they were wearing in the first half, say Bonnie and Clyde themselves, mm. when they became more glamorous and more trying to be the gang sort of led territory or yeah. the, the sort of there was a such a change into like suits and powerful dressing to show that they were now earning money and so they did it really well but but down the costume i suppose it was down to things like belts suspenders it was done with braces there was a lot of things that were about then and it was it was very it felt right stuck in the era really did you see this at the same time you you went to the kit kat club and saw cabaret i mean i saw this the night before the, the night before yeah. so you know you could have been stuck on the 1920s couldn't you really? it's almost like a living in the era <laughs> you know quite happy to be in the era yeah. uh, well, judging them both i'm quite intrigued as to how you think like you would have been travel back in time to that same era how one set in new york isn't it yeah it is club Uh, no no berlin berlin yeah sorry and um this is like um america so you've got european and then you've got um, america with seeing cabaret without projections and very much reliant on the Mm. performance that felt more 20s because of the projections in bonnie and clyde didn't it almost modernized it a little bit when yeah, actually you've got modern technology, whereas uh, cabaret is you, you and and also it was immersive theatre. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But but that's the that's the only thing that was different. I'd mm. say is the projections are great, but but if you're trying to depict a certain time period and era, mm. they, they sort of makes it more a contemporary piece rather than a full 1920s piece. Yeah. But I I was I liked it as it was. However, you know, there's just a difference between the two in a way. But prop wise, it was very much empty stage. Move things on. There was, you know, the scene where it was in the, in the there was a one scene at a petrol station. They just had a petrol pump brought on, and that was it. Yeah. It wasn't there wasn't anything else. It was just enough to give that sort of view i mean with it being such a small stage aren't you lucky it didn't do a red ellen and start bringing that up a load of other things well exactly blocking the stage but it was simple things like the the church scene yeah they literally brought up a a backlit cross that was there and it was enough to give you the fact that you're in a church it was it but it still kept within the staging of it that's all it needs really yeah and it it wasn't symbolism as to where you are because the pastor had the view of you know it's sort of you keep saying pastor as if this is some kind of like spaghetti thing yeah no pasta pastor 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 war well, you know, but I think if you sort of looked at references from old old Bonnie and Clyde photos, they did very well in picking out the same look and the same feel. As, mm. You know, when you actually look at the production, it was oh, very definitely. faithful to the sepia photos of the original piece. So I think that that had a lot to be said for it, really. Everything looked lived in. Everything looked like, you know, it was just a bit rough around the edges, and I like that. Now, what about the uh, technical aspect of it? I thought it was really good. Lighting-wise, I think... Yeah, you you pointed out the um, projection stuff. Yeah. Like, like the sound effects. Yeah, sound effects were really good. I mean, there's a lot of gunshots happening. There was a lot of... There was, there was some were there the right bits. gunshots? There were the right gunshots. They were, they were loud sure enough, they were the and right they made ones. you jump. So, because were there split... the right gunshots for the right guns of the... Era of the period. There was, yeah, there were, detailed. yeah, there were, there were, um, there was, there was like obviously the the scene where they shot the policeman that reverberated and bounced and became bigger and was part of a sound effect mm. that then created because it was the first person he'd killed. It was there was a lot more to that than 
Mm. But yeah, I thought the blend worked really well and the, the music worked really well. Everything, it, you know, it was just done. It was confident again, you know. There was a lot of work in it. So. Was there any faux pas? Did anything go wrong here? No, not again. Oh, nothing. so we've got a fourth play with everything going yeah. perfect. Yeah, this time, nothing. And for saying you've got an understudy with the main character, yeah, that can cause problems, but there was nothing. I think, but then again, we no, saw actually, Sheila Island. Sheila's there was Island one moment, it. but it wasn't technical. Okay. It was just one piece of costume got stuck round some bad the bed when Bonnie and Clyde were uh, having a bit of fun on the the bed. It just got wrapped round one of the uh, the handles or something. Mm. But they got out of that because it was the scene where they undress anyway. So it mm. didn't really. It just looked natural. Oh, so you could tell something. that something got stuck, but mm. they unstuck it themselves. But you knew that that probably wasn't meant to happen, but it didn't really detract from the scene it was in. Okay, so scores on the doors for this one then, Richard. One to ten. I give this an eight. Another eight. Another eight. So it was really good. The songs were good. And I think it's one that if I watched again, because the songs then will be so more you familiar, would watch I would watch then. it again okay. because I feel that the songs would have been more familiar because it's very difficult when you watch a new musical and you've never heard any of the yeah. songs and the new writing that you've got to be very open-minded and then mm. that doesn't mean you'd necessarily enjoy the songs because you don't always listen to them as, as much. I must admit, I, I would probably, this is the kind of play that I probably would go and see. Yeah. You know, it's a history. I know about Bonnie and Clyde, so I'd be very much like a, oh i'd really want to come see this yeah. so yeah i think i yeah. would so what sound effect will you be choosing from the following a complete train wreck tumbleweed an audible shrug of the shoulders uh-huh. a slow clap a pleasant applause or a standing ovation what will it be i give it a standing ovation oh I a bit of standing yeah. so you know it was it was worthy and I thought it was done really well so there we are that's our discussion of A Week in the West End where Richard Platt takes on five of the top shows we hope you found it insightful if not entertaining coming up over the next few episodes we will be discussing A Week in the West End where Richard Platt takes on five of the top shows and the new musical Identical <laughs> That's it for this week, folks. If you'd like to drop us a message, please email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. Remember, you can always join in the chat to share with us your views on a production. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Downstage.